Hey, welcome back to another edition of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again as always by Drew Bishop, and this is episode 103. And it is a it's a, an especially big week uh, for the Five Tool staff. Um, baseball is rocking and rolling at the high school level. We got stuff going on in California, Arizona, all over the place. Uh, early season tournaments in Texas were this past week, which we are out covering. Uh, as always, you can go to the new fivetool.org and check out all of that coverage. But um, it's an especially big week because this week is the inaugural Five Tool High School Festival. Uh, we're really, really excited about this high school tournament that we've organized and are putting on in the DFW area. Uh, it is a loaded, loaded event with uh, with not just some of the biggest names in Texas, but also some of the biggest names in the nation um, as well. And that's what we're going to talk about today is go through and, and preview these teams as best we can. Uh, without this turning into a, a marathon podcast because we have 14 teams uh, that are on the schedule. And uh, heck, we could probably spend a ton of time talking about all of them. But go through a quick preview just to get fans up to speed. And, you know, if you're going out to the games this weekend and want to go check them out, you kind of have an idea of of who's playing for who and, and who's doing what, uh, especially on the national side as well. But, Drew, I know you're you're really, really fired up because you guys have been working really hard at putting this together behind the scenes um, you and Brew and the rest of the five tool team kind of, you know, this was a brainchild that started a long time ago. And, and uh, it's it's cool that the events finally arrived and uh, we, we get to go watch it this week. Yeah, for sure. You know, first off, I'll start with um, asking everyone to pray for rain. So, <laughs> yeah. Or pray for no rain, I should say. Um, but yeah, no, Brewer's been hard at work. We've got a backup plan for if something happens on Thursday, it looks like Friday and Saturday should be fine. But We'll find a way to get the best matchups and all the good games in. Um, so we're excited about this. Um, like you said, it's been a long time coming. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of hard work by Brewer and other people at Five Tool, as well as from the coaches. You know, we obviously uh, greatly appreciate the coaches' feedback, and they've been helping us with pitching rotations, lineups, all that kind of stuff. So uh, a lot of buy-in from the coaches. I think they're excited to come and uh, be part of the, our first annual uh five tool festival so sounds like you know i guess the wording we're calling it a festival because some states there's some wording and verbiage about how they count games if it's called a tournament or not but we're excited to have the five tool festival uh up here in the dfw area we've gotten a lot of feedback from some schools that are um anxious to hopefully be a part of it next year and we'll grow this thing and make it fun for everybody and figure out figure out some ways to improve it and uh but we're we're looking forward to some really good baseball, and you know, you go going through the rosters and scanning them like we're about to do, and all that. You you see a lot of really really good uh, committed guys, some draft potential guys, yeah, um, and then some young guys that we're really excited about as well, and that their their coaches are definitely excited about. So uh, looking forward to it and get to get to the teams yeah let's get to the teams before that though um just a quick you can go to fivetool.org and look at a very like just kind of detailed preview that we did uh about a month ago that's got the schedule on there uh basically things kick off at noon at a lot of the locations um which are going to be prosper high school rock hill high school rockwall heath rockwall um south lake carroll as well um, and then also some games at, uh, at Flower Mound Marcus, I believe, on Saturday. So the schedule is all on there. If you want to go check it out, you can see the list. Obviously, as Drew said, cross your fingers, do your rain dance, and we we can be okay on Thursday. But we do have a backup plan to make sure we try to 
you know, match up the, the, the loaded matchups that we wanted to see and kind of spread the teams out there. So we get some really intriguing matchups if the weather does force us uh, to make a move there. But um, you know, I, I, we were tech, we were talking before we jumped on here and uh, started with America's high school from El Paso. And we were really fired up because I got word last night that uh, the water moccasin is scheduled to yeah. throw that first game against South Lake Carroll in your backyard there for America's um, Baylor commitment, Steven Sepulveda, one of our favorite guys for the summer um, is geared up and ready to go um, against South Lake Carroll. And he headlines, uh, he headlines that America's roster for coach Jesse Munoz. Yeah, definitely. And they're, they're coming off of a tournament win. They won the Socorro tournament this past weekend, went six and zero, um, and outscored their opponent 48 to 17 in those wow. six games. Okay. Um, but yeah, obviously we're big fans of Sepulveda Easton Mumau. I hope we're saying that right. Is a, uh, is a UTRGV commit, Santana Hernandez, New Mexico Junior College, Gail Bernal is at Luna Community College, and Adrian Quintana is an El Paso Community College commit. So um, looks like Coach Munoz has some experience coming back. Got mm-hmm. a couple of young guys in, in the lineup that uh, looked like they played well this past weekend and obviously a great team effort, and we're excited that they're going to come all this way across the state uh, for some for some good baseball. Yeah, that's not a short journey for those guys. So yeah, we appreciate them coming out, but it's going to be a really cool test to to see them match up against against some of these state powers. Um, but yeah, a lot of experience coming back to that roster, um, some youth in there as well. But uh, pretty pretty strong start to the season for those guys, starting six and zero in the tournament and outscoring everybody. Um, it's you know that's a region too. I feel like you know gets a little bit under scouted, under evaluated, things like that because it is so far out there, but. There's some good baseball there. I feel like every year El Paso Junior College and things like that. I mean, Ivan Melendez, like yeah, there there are yep. guys coming out of there every year now that if you do your homework, um, there there's some contributors at you know either the high school level, junior college level, and then eventually eventually the major D one and pro level. Yeah, and well, there's some really nice ballparks out there. I was looking through some of the some great of the places to hit out Twitter. there. Yeah, definitely, and obviously the I guess are they still the Chihuahuas? That ballpark yeah. is yeah. A lot of people think that's the best minor league park in Texas, um, which is we've had a, a multitude of people tell us that. But, yeah, definitely we're excited to get them over here. I know some El Paso teams have made their way to DFW area the last couple of years. So we're excited to get Coach Munoz and his crew. Um, obviously, the water moccasin is a big fan favorite of ours. Um, huge get for Baylor. I know they're really excited about him and get him to start it off. I think that might, I want to say, I guess there's some other 12 o'clock games, but that'll be one of the, that'll be that first slot of games on, on Thursday out here at Heath, um, seeing South Lake and America's face off. So that'll be a fun matchup with him, him on the mound. Um, go from there. Yeah. Moving over to Oklahoma with Bixby High School, Coach Justin DeLay. Uh, they're they're coming off a 33-8 and season with a deep playoff run last year. Um, loaded roster. Um, definitely some uncommitted guys that I think are, are going to get some attention. Um, you know, kind of looking back at, at, at my preview, Carson Miller, Grayson Connell, Connor Kirby. Uh, but it's a really, really good roster. Um, you know, and unfortunately, we won't see Cooper Moore and, and Max Knight, but you know, Jack Williams and Owen Baylor, who's heading to Oral Roberts, uh, they're not going to lack talent and they're not going to lack um, kind of balance with with guys on the mound and in the lineup as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, this is a program that has consistently won. Um, I know Coach DeLay does a good job with this group and this will be opening day for them. Um, so they haven't they haven't gotten a chance to play yet. 
But, um, you know, I think Grayson Cannell, like you mentioned him, he, he top of the lineup guy, him, Nate, Nate Murphy and uh, Owen Baylor, uh, along with Jack Williams in that first four in the lineup. Uh, it's an exciting group, um, athletic. There's some experience in here. Um, so th- they'll be a fun team to watch for sure. Yeah, good baseball in Oklahoma, and they're one of the teams that you kind of consistently always hear about um, making some noise in that state. Um, Jumping over to Arkansas with Conway High School, um, one of the powerhouses in that state. And uh, I'm especially excited about this group because, um, you know, they've got some really talented seniors and some veteran guys, but I think people are really fired up about their younger players on the roster there. They've got some guys – and those younger classes that uh, that could potentially develop into some major D1 caliber prospects. Yeah, definitely. On the mound, too, you know, they've got uh, Preston Proc going to start game one, Hugh Hill game two, Gage Law game three, and looks like Riley Nicholson game four. Um, in 2024, infielder Tucker Satterfield's a guy that they're excited about. Cole Glover, um, another one, a senior outfielder that hits in the four hole. Um, so they've got some experience returning Tyler Spencer, um, big time athlete recently mm-hmm. recruited, uh, at one point was an Arkansas commit, but yeah. recently, um, committed to Eastern Oklahoma. Uh, he's listed at six, seven, two fifty two. So <laughs> yeah, he, but he's a big athlete. You know I mean? That's the thing. I think he's, uh, considered to be really athletic. Um, and, and he's a guy that's, you know, been on varsity for a while and has some experience, um, and coming off that commitment, uh, you know, he'll be sh- looking to show what he can do. And Hugh Hills, a Richmond commit, uh, the Spiders. And then Spiders. Riley, Riley Nicholson is a uh, Arkansas Rich Mountain commit. So got some guys going on the next level and some guys at the younger ages that are going to have an opportunity to do so as well. Moving back over to Oklahoma, Deer Creek High School. They're coming off of an excellent season, the 6A level. Uh, I believe they're state semifinalists with a 31 and 11 record um, last season. And uh, another group that's got some, some really talented veterans, you know, Wichita state signee, Brady Hamilton, um, you know, Taylor Tomlin, a Houston signee. Uh, They've got some really good outfield talent and also got some young guys that could develop into D one prospects as well. Yeah. I'm excited to see them uh, coach uh, Rolando Baza. Um, Yeah. Like you said, handful of commits, Obviously, Wichita State, you mentioned Brady Hamilton, Taylor Tomlin going to Houston, Luke Schimmel's going to Cisco, Camden Phillips going to Butler Community College, and Tyler Joplin going to Oklahoma Christian uh, as, as one of their main catchers. So excited to see them. Always a good program. Um, you know, just really good baseball in the state of Oklahoma. Uh, you know, we've started ramping up our coverage up there, getting, getting a lot of good teams down here. And obviously, you know, in the state, having – three big schools between Oral Roberts, OU and Oklahoma state that have consistently been good programs. And obviously OU coming off a national championship uh, finals birth um, is, is definitely been the big one recently, but obviously, uh, you know, Oral Roberts came down to Texas state last week and fared pretty well. They, they can really pitch. Um, and, you know, so it's, it's always good to see the state of Oklahoma bringing teams down here. You know, they're good across the board. Um, and I felt like most of my childhood vacations were spent in Oklahoma uh, <laughs> yeah. on the, on the select, you know, going yep. to Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma, to Tulsa, City, Tulsa, Oklahoma yeah. city mm-hmm. and um, played a bunch in Edmond. So, you know, th- these areas are familiar to me. I'm recognizing all these schools and guys that we played against and, 
and all that. So interesting to see that. Excited to have another Oklahoma team down here for sure. Yeah, I know Aiden Allred is a guy that's created some buzz and you know in the 2025 class with with what he's capable of doing on the mound. So um hopefully we get a look at him and uh, well yeah. and another you know it's another thing I've noticed too like you know a lot of these big programs like this um you know if you see a 2026 sprinkled in there you oh, have yeah. a feeling he's probably pretty good and they've got yeah. they've got a couple of them uh Rex Dahlgren outfielder pitcher uh that is a 2026 as well as Ryan Hubble who's listed as a catcher pitcher. So um, yeah, usually those guys don't just get thrown on a roster um, if they don't think they can play. So yeah. Cause are, they want to get, they want to play these guys, you know, like they don't, you right. don't benefit a freshman by putting those guys on the bench the whole time to watch varsity. Like if they're on there, like they're going to, they're going to get some reps, especially at those programs like that, that are, that are capable of winning the state championship every year. Yeah. Um, sticking in Oklahoma with Edmund Santa Fe and, uh, I'm especially excited about this group because Savion Sims to me is like one of the freshmen I'm most excited to see. Um, big time guy. We actually had a couple of videos of him from the fall. Uh, he's a major two way prospect in the 2026 class. Listed, I think, at six foot five, plenty of physical projection. He's got a lot of arm speed. He had an absolute tank that I think we caught on video there. Um, but he's just one of many guys on there that are that are really talented players. But another team from Oklahoma um, that's capable of definitely doing some noise in this tournament and also in the state this year. Yeah, uh, that group has three college commitments. Jack Merrill's committed to Southwestern College. Jackson McWilliams com- committed to Barton County Community College. And then uh, Devin Mitchell's a Tarleton State commit. Um, and a couple of young guys, you know, there's a handful of 2026s. This is this is one of the younger rosters in, in the tournament. I know coach Caesar is excited about them. Um, and we're excited to have them down here as well. Cause they're, you know, they come with a good reputation, obviously, um, you know, that cluster of schools up in Edmond is known for really good baseball. And I, oh, yeah. I do remember playing plenty of baseball in Edmond growing up. So excited to see them. Um, you mentioned Savion Sims is a 2026. They also have Brady Morgison, Cole Britton, um as other as another 2026 group in there and uh excited to see these guys play and see what they can do yeah hopefully this is a group that uh um has a really good time and keeps coming back because they're going to be a fun roster to watch the next few years right with all those young players that are in the mix um going back to texas uh flower mound marcus head coach jeff sherman um you know of course they had some some unfortunate news very early in the season when they had some players involved in a really scary car accident. So, you know, we're sending some well wishes to that program and hopefully everybody's um, doing okay and on the right track recovery wise, but um, you know, certainly they won't lack motivation this year, but um, they're always one of the best teams, not only in DFW, but in the state as well. And uh, you know, Caden Sorrell, I mean, it's, you know, how could you not start with that guy Uh, just in terms of his tools, his, his projection, his athleticism, his speed. I mean, he's, you know, when you're naming outfielders in the state of Texas uh, that can potentially take that jump to become major pro guys, um, I, I think that that's that's one of the guys you got to start with in that trio. You know, guys like the Aiden Howards and Aiden Smiths and Kendall Georges and things like that. Caden Sorrell is a really, really special talent, uh, but he's not the only talented guy on that roster. Yeah, definitely. They're always loaded. Um, you can just scan the list of commitments on here and it it says quite a bit, but there's some young guys that I know coach Sherman is really, really excited about, but running through the commitments real quick, you got Van Klein uh, behind the plate. One of my favorite guys in the whole entire area, 
just like oozes leadership. Um, and then you look over and see that he's committed to Air Force. You understand why, right? Like he's a kid that mm-hmm. very athletic behind the plate. Um, has been on varsity for several years. Just you can tell that he's in charge. Right? Yeah. Like I, I remember him going to the mound last year at a tournament in Rockwall and basically calling everyone in there by himself. And you know, Sherm knew he didn't have to go over there. <laughs> you know, Ben was going <laughs> to take going to take care of it, but. Some some big time leadership capabilities uh, from him. Uh, really impressive players. Well, Josh Walton is a Mississippi Valley State commit. Um, he is he is one of the scheduled pitchers to throw. Um, you got Hank Harp, um, who's just a gamer uh, on the middle infield, committed to Navarro. Colton Boyd is a twenty three infield and pitcher, uh, committed to Oklahoma Christian. Zach Kirkpatrick, McLennan commit. Caden Sorrell, you already mentioned it, going to AM and Logan Bortgy, um, who is he was uh one of the guys involved in 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 the car wreck, but is scheduled to pitch this weekend. So wow, um, that's really good news. Obviously a huge win for them um with those guys, because I remember when it happened, it was really scary. Um, but you know, those guys seem seem to be on the right track. And uh aside from that, I know there's some really good young players, obviously, uh Rock Dewar, uh Younger yep. brother of Jake Dewar is he's one of my favorite guys to watch. He can hit, he can really play baseball, knows knows how to play the game. Uh Dane Parlin is a sophomore pitcher that I know they're really excited about. Um Logan Schultz, I think, is gonna miss a couple weeks, but he's the uh looks like yeah, he's the only freshman on the roster right now, but a big time arm. Big time. Um he is he is special. Like th- there's a lot of a lot of buzz around him. I know I hate that he's going to be out for a couple of weeks, but it doesn't sound like it's anything too seriously. I think he got hurt sliding. Um, but big-time player, Brock Golos, we've seen him. Um, really athletic outfielder. Uh, but a loaded a loaded lineup, a loaded, loaded program. And, you know, one of the things we talk about this a lot, I, I love how much um, so many of these really good DFW programs are not afraid – of a hard schedule. Right. Um, you know, and this tournament kind of emphasizes that, but you know, a bunch of them went down that they, they all want the max number of games that, you know, they'll go anywhere to play anyone at yep. any time. Um, you know, they're not counting innings, all that kind of stuff. So really, really excited to see them. I haven't seen them yet this spring, but know that there's always talent in that program and uh, Sherm's reputation with all the USA stuff. And he was one of the driving forces for us kind of helping put this together. You know, he has contacts all over the country from his time with USA and, you know, he, him and coach Buchanan at Southlake took that group out to California last year. And, um, you know, that kind of, that kind of gave us some idea of, um, how we wanted to do this. So we're, we're excited to see Flower Mound, Marcus, uh, obviously a good program and our guy, we can't, can't skip out on our uh, Marcus alum Tate Evans, who got the save for Yale in their right. yeah. last weekend. So uh, we're always big fans of him. Um, I know Coach Sherman's a big fan of his as well, and he's got guys playing all over the country in, in college and pro ball. So he does a really good job running a program. Yeah, yes, he does. Um, Friendship High School from the Lubbock area, head coach Chad Reynolds, and uh, I'm really excited to see this group because. Um, you know, a lot of those guys played for that, that, um, LBA program in the summer that came to some of our stuff. And a lot of those guys just ended up standing out to me. And 
I don't think many of them have committed yet. And I, I think that there are a lot of, they got some guys that college coaches are going to want to pay attention to. Um, obviously Brooks Roberson, um, the Louisiana tech commit recently kind of headlines that group. Uh, he's going to start that game one against Rockwall. That's going to be a really good matchup because I saw Rockwall swing the bat this week and they got some guys that can really sing it, but you know, Rylan Moore a big tall left-hander who's uncommitted that he's shown some upside in the past. Um, Landon and Hudson Hutchinson, um, really good athletes, uh, standout football players, Hudson catching uh, for friendship, Landon in center field. They can run, they're athletic, they've got a lot of juice. Uh, really excited to see those guys again. And I know Brady Bowles is a guy that people are really excited about in that junior class of shortstop there. Um, seems like he's got a lot of intangibles, uh, can, can, uh, can get a chance to stick on the dirt there defensively at shortstop. Just a guy that a lot of people are really excited about. But um, this is a good group. Um, this is a group I think has got a chance to really make some noise in the state this year, and I'm really excited to see them in our event. Yeah, uh, fun fact about Landon and Hudson Hutchison, uh, their uncle, Hardy McCreary, uh, was the longtime recruiting coordinator for Mac Brown at Texas, and their cousin, Cade McCreary, um, coached in the state championship game this year for uh, PNG. Um, so he's coached there. He's coached oh, South wow. Lake and he's coached Lake Travis. And what he's most known for, in my book at least, is holding uh, holding the kick uh, when Justin Tucker kicked the yes. walk off against AM in College Station. So that's their cousin. Um, but a couple other guys on their roster, Nick Blevins, is a Howard commit. Uh, looks like he's going to go against South Lake. Uh, Weston Reynolds from Market or is going to go against Marcus and Nana Mendoza, who plays third base. Also, it looks like he's going to get up the starting amount for Rock Hill. So, really good group. I got to see them last year. Really well coached. Uh, play the game the right way, and you know you add the talent that they have in there as well. It's it, it's it, it like you mentioned. It's an exciting group for sure. So, Mississippi uh, powerhouse Magnolia Heights. Uh, before this season began, the Chiefs the last three years were 93 and 14, and they will okay. be going for their fourth straight state title this year. Uh, okay. So they're going to arrive uh, with a lot of talent and a lot of experience winning baseball games. And you got to start with Cooper Pratt, uh, Ole Miss signee a guy that's catching some MLB draft helium right now, rightfully so uh, six foot four frame athletic bat speed uh, build a reputation for himself this summer as a guy that can handle big time velocity, but also a guy too, you know, sometimes we see these taller infielders and Oh no, they can't, they can't play shortstop. He's, he's showing scouts that there's a real chance that he could stick there um, at shortstop. So he's probably going to attract some attention this week. Uh, but he's not the only one, too. I mean, this is just a loaded roster up and down the bottom. Uh, I got to see Harlan Hoveter in the summer last year um, at San Houston at one of our events there. Um, yeah. I believe he's still uncommitted, 2024 prospect. That was just a do-it-all, all-around talent at the catcher position. He was a really, really exciting player to watch. But um, and it, it, Cooper Pratt, how many? Like, it seems like he's got seven brothers that are also committed uh, to powerhouse programs, which I'm sure Magnolia Heights – uh, enjoys that as well yeah well he's got an older brother that i think is currently playing at byu um and then younger his younger brother quincy who's a 2027 27 um, and there are three 27s on this roster wow um, so yeah excited to see those guys but quincy uh committed to old miss recently uh keandre fields 
is a big time player committed to Missouri. Um, saw some highlights of him playing basketball. Um, they had a, like a, to go to state, I think that that may not be right, but a big time playoff game where they hit a buzzer beater that I saw on his Twitter. And I think he's the, maybe the one that hit it to keep, keep the basketball season alive. Uh, Cole Prosek, uh, 2026 committed to Ole Miss. Drew Prosek, 2023 infielder committed to Gulf Coast uh, Community College in Florida. Ethan Melton, uh, an outfielder, 2023 signed with South Alabama. Um, Jackson Jenkins committed to Northwest Community College. That's it's funny. Like I was looking through their team's website and they have a list of all the guys that are, you know, either currently playing in college or that have committed historically. And it is a lot. They have a lot of guys that move on to the next level. Um, they're a loaded program, obviously. And I think coach McMahon, I believe was like one of the national coaches of the year, um, this past year, along with coach bootcamp from Southlake, who we'll talk about in a little bit, but a loaded roster. Um, I know that the Pratt family is well known in that part of the part of the country um, for their baseball playing prowess. Uh, but really excited to see Cooper. It was, you know, he was one of the guys that I have on my national draft team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I re- reached out to him and was talking about the team and think they're going to be able to really hit. So I'm excited to see them go up against some of the teams here from the area. Um, loaded roster, excited to get them all the way over here in Texas. Um, and yeah, like I said, four, four, four SEC commits, three Ole Miss and uh, one Missouri. So um, obviously the talent there speaks for itself. Yeah, that's going to be a loaded lineup that's going to come down here and, uh, you know, face some really good competition. Um, heading out west to California, Matterday High School. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about the pitching because they've got like commits for days on the mound. But um, I'm looking at their projected lineup and I'm really excited because I've seen some film of Ezekiel Laura and yep. he looks like a major, major dude Big in time. the 2026 class. And he's projected to hit leadoff uh for these guys, which is really exciting. And then Dylan Wetzel, a sophomore, projected to hit two hole. Derek Gonzalez is a guy that we've talked about before, um, an uncommitted senior that can really swing the bat as well. He's a guy that um we've talked to some people out in California uh, that have seen him hit that are big fans of him. But um, that's a really exciting top of the lineup there. Um, you know, when you have that youth hitting at the top for a program like Matter Day, means they've got a chance to be really special players. But on the mound, I mean, it's just stud after stud after stud after stud that are going to pitch for these guys. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, they're only going to play three games. I was hoping we we could because they, like you said, they've got quite a few arms. But uh, there's going to be some really good matchups with them. Um, looks like Kalani Santos, the recent USC commit, um, is going to lead it off against Marcus. Uh, Brennan Cyber, Vanderbilt commit, will throw game two against Southlake. Uh, Wyland Moss uh, will go game three against Heath. So, you know, looking looking down a lot, that's uh, for those keeping score at home, that's going to go USC, Vanderbilt, UCLA on the mound with wow. another with Landon Gordon in 2025, who's committed to USC as well. I actually looked to see if he, I, I I was pretty sure he wasn't, but I did double check to see if he was related to Lucas Gordon. Uh, but he is not. Uh, but same part of the country, obviously, and um, big time arms. Uh, John Michael Hardevel, uh committed, I think maybe about two weeks ago now, the New Jersey Institute of Technology. Um, and then we have Zach Brown, who's committed to Shamanad on this team. But always a great program. Um, you know, Texas freshman shortstop Kato Harrow played there last year. 
along with his older brother who coaches a lot of teams in our events, uh, Michael Torres, who played mm-hmm. at modern day back in the day before playing at USC and then Texas as well. So uh, one of the, one of the best hitters I ever played against or played with, sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's the program, you know, a lot of historic, um, his, historic notoriety. Uh, and like you mentioned, Derek Gonzalez, we've yeah. seen some of the clips of him lately hitting. Um, and he's, he, I think he's an example of a guy that got hurt for a little while and missed uh, crucial parts of like the recruiting process, mm-hmm. but somebody's going to get a steal with him um, because he can mash. He is really, really strong and physical. Uh, so I'm excited to see him get down here and play, um, you know, and that that's going to be something that a lot of these teams have, you know, some of these guys coming from out of state are going to get a, a different audience than they typically yeah. have. Um, you know, we've heard from quite a few pro scouts, uh, a bunch of colleges with this being the first weekend that D one coaches can be out. And then, some junior colleges will be out as well. So we're really excited about this, uh, this group, especially. And um, except, like I said, Derek Gonzalez is a, is a perfect example of a, a reason that we put these kind of events together, you know, for guys like him that maybe been overlooked a little bit uh, where he's from, get, get different eyes on him and he may take off because he, we, we know he can hit and he has a very mm-hmm. physical presence in that lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be surprised if he's a guy that's not on a lot of college coach lists after after this week. Um, Prosper High School, certainly one of the biggest names year in, year out um, in the state of Texas, and especially in the DFW area, um, headlined by Luke Billings. So I saw it got to wear, gets to wear the number one jersey, which yeah. is a, yeah. a pretty big deal at that program, especially for a guy um, who is a sophomore. But we know Billings is is undoubtedly one of the top talents in the country. But um, this is a group I think you saw recently, and uh, they're having to replace some key pieces, but um, they never lack talent, and uh, they never lack coaching, and and uh, we're going to look up in the playoffs, and they'll be there in the mix, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. This is one of the programs, you know, like you said, that they're they're replacing a lot, but they have a lot to replace it with. So um, school like Prosper, Heath, Rockwall, Marcus, Southlake, they're all they're all capable of reloading, um, and and we'll get to see a lot of that this year because these are all teams that went that that did well and went far last year. So it it, it is going to be excited to see. You know, I've gotten to see Prosper already, um, but you know, some returning names, guys like uh, Jacob Nelson, Cole Giametta, those are guys uh, that have you know done stuff on this stage before. Caden Robardi. Um, is a 2025 is left left guy that has been playing right field. He's really intriguing, really athletic, um, good swing, moves well in the outfield, good arm. Um, so you know he's he's a guy that you're going to want to see um, if you haven't already. Uh, Brady Taylor, uh, guy that is going to have a chance to step into some big roles. Mm-hmm. Um, Left handed hitter. He is physical, man. He is really really strong. Couple of extra base hits the other day against uh, Vista Ridge. Uh, but I, I, I see him coming into a big role uh, for, for Prosper as the season goes. Obviously, we're we're sad Dane Burns is out um, with an injury. Um, so we're looking for a quick recovery from him. Hopefully, he can bounce back as soon as he can. Uh, but he, he's obviously a Mississippi State. Michael Malott, um is the uh, 2024, so a junior uh, arm that has – really really excited this coaching staff they're they think he's going to have a chance to be a really big time player um harrison rosar uh returns um you know he's he's still a guy that's uncommitted uh that's 
that is definitely well known. There are a lot of people mm-hmm. paying attention to him these days. Um, and a guy that we mentioned uh, last week on the podcast, Lincoln Skinner, um, is a guy that I think he's taken off a little bit as he's grown uh, over the last year or so. Um, but he's going to be playing shortstop. He's been leading off. Uh, really, really athletic player, really high baseball IQ. Um, and, you know, we talked about it before, like love watching teams take infield um, just yes. because you can see these guys move. And that's, you know, if you're a college coach and you're interested in seeing how guys move around the field, it's going to be tough not to like Lincoln Skinner. Um, Jacob Knott is a 2026 uh, whose dad, I believe, played in the big leagues for a long time. Um, so haven't seen him yet, but I'm really excited to see him. Nick Nava is a guy that's uh, that's been in the lineup so far this year. That's done well. Eric Thompson, the move in from Arizona, um, is intriguing on the mound. He's physical. Uh, was up to I think 89 the other day when it was really cold. Wow. Um, yeah. So uh, impressive stuff there. Will Adamora was on our five tool GPA team. Yep. Really athletic. Um, really smart. Um, awesome kid. One of my favorites on the team. Um, he's got a big future ahead, a lot of potential there. Uh, Jason Miller, big first baseman, right-handed pitcher going to Dodge city. Um, he's a guy that, uh, made some noise at the bat last weekend. He's going to pitch in the sixth game for them. Um, Aiden white is a guy that, uh, that was on our five tool GPA team that can really, really pitch. Um, he's going to start against Magnolia Heights. So that'll, that'll be a fun matchup. Um, for him. And then Skylar Rayleigh plays third base. He's a Murray State uh, signee. And then uh, Hunter Vincent, 2025 left-handed pitcher that we saw. Um, long, really intriguing left-handed pitcher. Uh, he's going to be a guy that is going to have a lot of schools following him in the near future um, because he's he knows how to pitch. And as he continues to get stronger, he's going to have a chance to be a big-time player for Prosper. Yeah, definitely a team that college coaches are going to go track. I mean, guys like Rosar and some of those other guys, um, you know, the, there aren't many like really quality seniors that are still kind of out there floating around right there. Um, and those guys are always tracking a bunch of tension this time of the year. Uh, Rock Hill High School. Um, Uriah Walters is a guy that we've we've known about for years. Dallas Baptist signing, playing in the middle of the infield there. Um, Aiden Lamar, left-handed pitcher who's in the Texas name in Corpus Christi, but I know we're both really, really excited about uh, Joshua Byers, just the, yes. the talent he is in the 2026 class. I think it's pretty telling that he's the only 2026 guy on this roster. Um, and there aren't, it's mostly all seniors and all juniors on this team. So the fact that they've got um, him on there speaks to what kind of talent he is. And I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he continues to emerge as a guy that's going to be a major, major dude in that 2026 class. Yeah, and I was excited to see that Uriah played last weekend. I know he'd been a little bit banged up, but just a, a really, really good player. Lots of tools, lots of potential. Um, just like, I mean, you put him in Brenner Cox from last year's group. Who I, did you see he played in the spring training game? I did, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, but yeah, you talk about having those two guys on the roster last year. That's two really impressive physical specimens with a lot of potential. Um, and Uriah is a guy that can play on the le- left side of the infield. He can really swing it. He has some real bat speed. Um, a guy that we've liked since day one. Um, Zach Fike is a catcher um, that played a lot last year. Um, can really hit. He's hit some home runs, got some power, has some leadership behind the home plate. Um, and then Ben Ellison, Arkansas Tech commit, uh, is a right-handed pitcher, 2023. Um, so, you know, 
one of my favorite things about Rock Hill too is their field. Um, it is you haven't been there, right? I haven't been, but I'm planning on spending some time there, partially because yeah. I really want to see the field. <laughs> yes, it's sweet. It's such a great setup. They've got the ivy wrap on the wall, looks very realistic. They've got some a student section out in left field. Uh, just an awesome facility. Um, coach Stanton does a good job, and then Coach Payne, uh, assistant coach. Uh, recently got the, I don't remember the name of it, but the new uh, Prosper School that's opening up soon. He was named the future varsity coach there. So uh, congrats to him. Obviously, you can tell, you know, by the way that the team responded on social media that he is beloved um, by the players. Um, but a really good group. Um, you know, like you mentioned Josh Byers. We're, we've seen him some, but man, really excited to see him against varsity competition. Um, but yeah, really good program. Uh, excited to see what they do. Um, Aiden Lamar is a guy that we've really liked from the get go, mm -hmm. uh, big time pitch ability. So excited to see the blue Hawks, um, blue Hawks. this, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, moving to your neck of the woods first with Rockwall high school, uh, a team that I just saw play several games down here in Austin. And, uh, let me tell you, man, these guys can hit. Uh, that top of the lineup is is fierce, um, and it's got a lot of depth as well. Um, you know, Ole Miss signee Braden Randall, obviously a big name. TCU signee Mike Kendrick saw him hit a grand slam that kind of turned the game around for those guys when they're kind of sleepwalking through a game. Had some defensive highlights as well. Uh, but the best hitter on that roster, at least for this past week, was Pearson Reebok. I mean, he was just incredible, just barrel after barrel after barrel. Hit an absolute majestic home run at Dripping Springs to deep right field. And that's not an easy place to hit home runs. Uh, but just everything he hit was hard. Uh, just to left center, to right center, pulling the ball. Um, just a, and he played center field at an outstanding level. He made several catches on the run that were really high-level catches. And then he also threw a complete game and was up to, I believe, 89 or 90 miles an hour on the mound as well. So he's off to a really strong start this season. Mac Rose, McClendon signee. Um, Jake Overstreet, uncommitted catcher in that 2024 class. Um, I thought he had a really strong tournament, um, showed well defensively. Uh, poor guy, I think, was hit by a pitch three times. Uh, it just was <laughs> fired up about it each time, so he was kind of a magnet for that. But um, he also hit a home run at Dripping Springs, swung the bat well. Wilmington Sporrow was up to 89 miles an hour. Uh, this is a really, really deep roster. They've got some athleticism at the bottom there with guys like Dylan Garcia uh, and players like that. Landon Locke swung the bat really well. Switch hitter, plays some first base and then pitches a little bit as well. And then shout out to my guy, Keller Lindman, who made his first varsity start um, at Dripping Springs. I think he pitched six innings and only needed 54 pitches. He was just a strike-throwing like like machine. Strike-throwing like machine. Fastball, breaking ball, changeup, um, just out there pounding the zone. Um, I, I was impressed with the way he competed and just kept going after guys over and over and over again. I know he's going to pitch that second game for those guys against Bixby. Uh, it would be a lot of fun to see him again, but certainly a program that you're really, really familiar with. But uh, man, it was, it's a lot of fun to watch these guys swing the bats. Um, if you better have a left-handed presence in that pitching staff or these lefties at the top of the lineup are going to give your pitcher some problems. Yeah. And, and a couple other guys, part of the roster that, that I really like uh, Jack J jungles is a guy that you can tell like he just brings energy to the team he had some bright moments uh, this week yeah. yeah yeah so he you know he's gonna be he's gonna factor into things um one guy that we're really excited to see um that's banged up that won't play i think until probably april is dylan cheek 2026 mm -hmm. um big time big time 2026 talent 
Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see what they do when he comes back as far as position wise, because, you know, I know that uh, Coach Rose experiments a lot early season with 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 uh, lineups and moving guys around. And, you know, he's got some versatility already with with the group that he has. And then you throw a, a, a talented player like Dylan Cheek in there. He could play a number of spots, too. Um, but one of one of my favorites, uh, relief pitcher Casey Kearns. Um, He's a guy that comes at you with some like a funky angle, um, but also is really good with really good with the video. He works for us in the summer, but he's just he's a character and he's one of my favorites on that group. Uh, Peyton Martin, Liam Thompson, other guys that will get some innings on the mound and start games this weekend. Um, but like you said, a really good group. Um, you know, as as a Rockwell alum myself, I I find myself watching them a lot. And I know Coach Rose is excited about this group. They've got a, a really good group of um, returning talent with some leadership. Um, obviously, Micah Kendrick moved in, and no one's ever going to turn away a talent like that. But it's been interesting to see how he's fit in the roster. Um, team Teammates really like him. Um, and obviously, he showed well in front of you this weekend. So excited to see the Jackets. This will be my first time to see him play this year, obviously, with them opening down in Austin and um, you've got to jump on me on number of games. I that do. You've seen him, so yeah, I do. Uh, but That's, a good, a, a good five, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I'll, I'll make my uh, best effort to catch up with you. But a good five and one weekend to start it off against a, a really good, uh, really good slate of teams down in that awesome tournament. Yeah, I'm sure Coach Rose is thrilled with just kind of the information they were able to get. It was kind of a little bit of everything in terms of performances, but um, they're going to hit. Um, I, I have no doubt about that. And up the middle defensively, they're going to be, they're going to be really, really strong. Uh, moving over to the other part of Rockwall, the rivals Rockwall Heath coached by Greg Harvey. Um, obviously a team that's been in the state title mix for, for a few years now, really strong program there. Um, and they, as usual, don't lack talent. Caleb Hooper is a guy I'm excited to see um, swing the bat and pitch too. Um, I don't, I've never seen yeah. him pitch before and I'm, I'm yeah. heard some really good things about the velocity ticking up and, and things like that. So excited to see him on the mound, uh, recent Texas A&M commitment in the 2024 class. Jack Sharp is the guy that we both really, really like. Um, and he's scheduled to throw, I believe against Magnolia Heights. So, uh, that'll be a really intriguing test there, but, um, Colin Lyles is a guy that I think a lot of colleges have been asking around about that have been keeping some close yeah. eyes on him. Um, he hits in the middle of that lineup there at a good lineup as well. Drew Smith, a guy that's really, really athletic and can really run, um, fly around the outfield, uncommitted player in the 2024 class. Um, and then Grand Canyon signee Colin Adams there at the top of the lineup. So uh, a good group. Um, Trevor Tranberg is an uncommitted pitcher, you know, kind of in that Harrison Rosar type group where he's one of the better 2023 arms that's still available out there. So I'm sure there's going to be some colleges checking in on him to see how he throws as well. Uh, but excited to see these guys and uh, um, would be surprised if they're not making a deep state run this year. Yeah, definitely. Like we, we've talked about them before already this year, but um, I'm not so sure that their ceiling isn't higher than last year, um, wow. which is crazy to think. It sounds like um, their young guys have been turning some heads. They, they have. Um, I know Coach Harvey is really excited about them. He knows what it looks like. He's had guys that plays in the big leagues. He had Jet Williams last year as a first rounder. Um, so he, he knows what it looks like, and he's not afraid to play those freshmen. Um, Hunter Buelan is one of those guys. Him and Preston Lewis have uh, have been really good, really good early on. Um, Hunter Buelan is – it's going to be interesting to see what he – where he ends up on the field. You know, he's playing third base and first base now. 
Um, but he can pitch, you know, and I don't know how much he'll pitch this year just because of the depth and talent, but it's a luxury to get to have. Like, you know that he's re- there ready to pitch if you need him, um, but he gets to ease into varsity. Uh, Preston Lewis has been catching um, and doing a good job thus far. Ethan Ashley was a guy that we had on our five-tool GPA team. He's closing uh, right now for them, and that's a that's that was an interesting role for him, I thought, because – his ball comes at you like it is not straight. So that's not yeah. a fun look for a hitter. Um, Parker Ivy working his way back from basketball season. Uh, Brady Ladisau too is listed at 6'2", 190. He is a physical presence in that lineup. And he is, you know, he hits right there in the middle. Um, super athletic. He's going to be the guy that's a big time division one player. Landon Ammerman, uh, 2025 pitcher. Um He's a guy that I know Coach Harvey is really, really excited about. Weston Thompson, 2025, move in uh, from Byron Nelson, uh, 6'2", 175. He's played some second, played some third, uh, but he's definitely a really intriguing option for Coach Harvey. And he's got some flexibility with this roster, too. That I think that's one of the things that, um, you know, Rockwall shares that as well, is you can move guys around. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of what they seem to be doing in these early season tournaments, you know, playing six games a week. You you can experiment and see what you got. Um, and that's, you know, that's one of the things that we're excited about is getting to see some of this young talent play and move around. Uh, Ryan Butler is a guy that's been in the middle of things for a while uh, that he brings a spark to that team. Obviously he's got some leadership capabilities and, you know, he, he's got some personality for sure. Um, and then you mentioned Drew Smith, really, really good athlete, right-handed hitter, just really fast, really run and hit the ball the other way. And he's a long, he's just now scratching the surface with how good of a player he can be. And then you mentioned another one, uh, senior leader, Colin Lyles, who's playing short for them this year. Um, this guy can hit, like, he's another one of those senior guys that we talk about that, you know, he, he's, he's been smart to wait because I think he's going to have some real good opportunities yeah. as this season progresses. Uh, but really good player, really like him. He can really catch and throw it. Um, last year played a lot of second base with Jed at short. Um, and he's a guy, you know, like he's a guy that could pr- really profile as a really offensive second baseman, like an in Kinsler type mold. Um, that's, that's the vibe that I always get watching him play. Um, really he, he's athletic, he's big, he's physical, he can catch it and throw it, uh, but he can hit, he's been hitting in the middle of the lineup for them so far and, uh, excited for him to have a really big year. And last, but certainly not least, last year, 6A state champions in the state of Texas, Southlake Carroll. Um, Going to have to replace some key pieces like Owen Proch and Griffin Herring. Uh, but they 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 certainly don't lack talent. Um, ben Tryon, Dallas Baptist commitment, or excuse me, signee, is a guy that we've really liked for some time as a, as a major hitter there. Um, bummed that it sounds like we're not going to be able to see Ethan Mendoza, who's still working his way back um from a shoulder injury but we know what kind of hitter he is but you know they've got plenty of dudes Colin Robeson Cody Cashon I mean you just go down the list here uh Jared White on the mound recent Tyler Junior College commitment there um has been throwing the ball well and uh they don't lack talent in this in this lineup and on the mound as well yeah it is an absolutely loaded roster and they like they're they're one that was different for me it took me some time to figure this out last year but they legit like do some split squad stuff Right. Like if you go see them twice in a day, they will have a completely different lineup oftentimes. And but I was going through making my notes, looking through their weekend stuff and they went two and four. But a couple of really close 
close losses. And, but the one thing that stood out to me is all the different names that contributed mm-hmm. and it is a long, long list. Um, so I'll, I'll run through that. Grant Moore is a physical left-handed, uh, hitting outfielder pitcher. Um, he did, he, he, he showed up last week. Uh, Ethan Mendoza, obviously, uh, Arizona state signee that we love huge fans of top five player in the state for us. Um, sounds like he's starting to swing the bat a little bit. Um, obviously won't see game action until later in the spring, but, um, definitely, definitely one of our favorites. Armani, I think it's Nipper, Knipper or Nipper. I'm going to go with Nipper. Um, but committed to Amarillo 2023. He's going to start one of the games. Um, he showed up this past weekend. I saw his name a lot. Nate Ardeburn, five tool GPA guy signed with Case Western. Um, guy that has a lot of versatility. Um, he performed well this past weekend, Caden or Weatherford commit, uh, pitcher first baseman, um, physical, um, he can hit, he's strong, uh, six foot 200 Luke Gill is a guy that committed to university of Dallas that, uh, performed this past weekend, Anthony Guerra, another five tool GPA guy, uh, that has, can really, really run. He can um, fly. 2000, yeah. 2024 uh, that I saw had some stolen bases. I think he had a double as well. Hayes Melville, he's a guy that Coach Buchan was talking about really, really early on in his career. Uh, he had he made some he made some had some production this past weekend. Jared White, you mentioned, um, hit and pitched. Uh, Brock O'Quinn, um, he is a going to Alabama to be a long snapper, uh, but I found that interesting going through his stuff, but, um, 210, uh, big physical athlete, uh, Tyler white, um, going to A&M to punt known as one of the best punters in the country. Uh, he's going to start a game and he does, he does some stuff to play as well. Uh, Grant Wright will start one of the games. He's a PO six, four, two, 10. He's a guy that is going to get some looks here this spring. Um, with a big senior season, I think Ben Tryon, you mentioned um, guy that we've loved from the get go, Ian Reed, left-handed pitcher that I believe he's coming off an injury from last year. Uh, maybe it was this summer, but Dodge city uh, commit, but he's intriguing, man. He throws some, some really interesting breaking balls. Ian Yu um, is going to start one of the games, uh, 2024 lefty um, that you know he pitched some this past weekend and did well. Um, Aiden Carrizales is a guy who catches some that uh, had, I think he had an extra base hit this past weekend. Um, uh, Tanner Carson raised in baseball. Oh yeah. Guys. He's a five tool GPA guy. He's a guy that continues to fill out. He can um, swing it. Yeah. He can really, really hit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people are familiar with him for his social media presence, but man, there's some substance there for sure. Uh, when it comes to baseball playing ability, because um you know, we loved having him this fall. Really liked being around him. He likes the game, loves the game, talks the game. Um, you know, has a real good feel for what he wants to do with the plate, um, which I think is is huge for a kid his age. And I know there's some big time programs looking at him. And then another five tool GPA guy who's going to start game one, Seaver Newby, um, six five, two hundred twenty five pounder, uh, uncommitted, but way too good of an arm to to not get an opportunity at the next level incredibly smart um so he's going to have some options for sure but uh excited for him to go get another chance as well so i guess it'll be him versus sepulveda on the mound to start as well so that should be a really good pitching matchup 
Um, big arm. I mean, he's he's a guy that I think we're going to look up at the end of the season and he's going to have some real opportunities because he's physical. Like I said, six, five, two twenty five. Yeah. Uh, he That's reminds nice. me, you know, he reminds me of former, um, former South Lake, uh, player and current big leader, John Curtis. Okay. Um, that's who, that's who I've always kind of likened him to. Um, and obviously it helps being from the same school, but same academic profile, incredibly smart. Um, so giving himself a, a whole bunch more options um, with the academic side of things and um, just contributing to another loaded South Lake roster that's in that reload mode. So um, that'll wrap it up. Yeah, that's all 14 teams that are taking part in the inaugural Five Tool High School Festival. Again, you can get to fivetool.org and it's still listed under our banner section. Um, the preview that we did a little while back, the kind of going through the teams and the players. And most importantly, it's got all the schedule information on there. Uh, so if you're in the DFW area or if you're just, you know, a huge baseball fan outside Dallas and you say, hey, you know what, I want to go check this out. Uh, we've got the schedule on there as well. Try to spread some things out, get get some uh, all the different teams matched up against each other where we can and things like that. But um, again, a lot of Thursday, those games will be at Prosper, Rock Hill, Heath, Rockwall, and then one single game at South Lake Carroll. And then Friday, Prosper, Rock Hill, Heath, Rockwall, a couple games at South Lake Carroll. And then finally on Saturday, we wrap up with a couple games at Marcus, Prosper, Heath, Rockwall, and South Lake Carroll. So we've got all the schedule information on there as well um, and some writing to kind of go through the rosters and things like that. Um, and of course, our website, you know, you can you can search the profiles for a lot of these guys and get some recent videos and things like that, that we've been uploading to the website as well. But uh, we're really, really excited to see these matchups and see these teams. And again, we really thank the coaches and and the players and the families as well, especially those out of state programs for uh, for for coming down to Texas and taking part of this. Uh, we're really excited about it and what it's going to become. Uh, really excited about this year and then what it's going to become in the future as well. But uh, uh, some powerhouse national programs are going to kind of come down here and play some of the best uh, of the best in Texas. But um, you got anything else before we get out of here? Uh, I was curious. Do you have, have you picked out any matchups, you know, that you're just can't miss matchups? I know. So my plan, you know, I, I mapped it out when I was going through it. I'm going to float back and forth between Rockwall and Heath. Mm-hmm. Um number one because it's close but i'm doing that i should get to see at least 10 of the 14 teams um and highlighting a couple of those you know we we talked about the uh mac rose versus uh roberson matchup yep. rockwall versus friendship on thursday um you know that pitching matchup with Seaver Ruby versus sepulveda uh that's really intriguing to me um and the uh I'm really excited to see those Heath Arms against Magnolia Heights. Uh, that Jack Sharp, um, Jack Sharp matchup. Yeah, that's one of the better ones. Is that's going to be, that's going to be something to watch for sure. Uh, but man, it's it's tough to go wrong. No matter what field you end up at, you're going to see some really really good matchups. Um, what? Yeah. What, what is your plan? I think that I think right now I'm leaning towards just camping out at Rock Hill that first day. Um, you know, you get a look at Matter Day versus Marcus and then Magnolia Heights coming in there and playing Rock Hill and Conway from Arkansas as well. Um, and then Friday I haven't quite decided. I'm trying to spread out as much as I can and just see as many as many teams as possible. But the, the good thing about I guess Pro- Prosper and Rock Hill are pretty close to each other, aren't they? 
Yes, they're both. Shows how much I know. Um, I'm a Houston guy. Come on, get Uh, get up with your DFW. Yeah, I know. I need to get up with that. Um, So, I mean, you could theoretically bounce back and forth between those two uh, on Saturday. With you know, it's it's uh, it's going to be hard not to want to go see Heights a lot and and Matter Day and things like that because this is our really our only opportunity to to see those programs. But uh, probably just camping out Rock Hill that first day, and then from there, kind of looking through some pitching matchups and see where I want to go Friday and Saturday, but really just try to see as many of these teams as possible because they're all going to have a lot of talent, but I am going to be very jealous of that Jack Sharp Magnolia Heights matchup that you get to see. That's going to be, that's going to be one of the premier ones of the, of the event, I think. Yeah, for sure. That, that arm versus that lineup, a lot of SEC flavor in, in that, in that matchup for sure. So yeah, excited for that, that, that uh, South Lake modern day matchup might be pretty good as well. Um, that's what Friday, Friday at three. So that'll be one to highlight. Let's see, man, it's, it's tough. Like it is, I, I'm, yeah. lucky, I, I'm lucky that I can stay within like 10 minutes of home and see 10 of the 14 teams over the tournament, but, um, we'll make sure we get out and see everybody, um, at some point, um, and look for our continued coverage. Um, good chance we have multiple video people at most of the sites, um, so we'll be posting stuff on Twitter, uh, posting stuff on the website. Yeah. So you, you'll be able to follow the coverage. Um, and uh, we'll mention it again, pray for no rain. Do your yeah, anti-rain right, please. Rain do, you, do your, do your uh, anti-rain, whatever it is you believe in superstition-wise to help us out there. But it would be – if you're not out there watching these games, it would be a great time to um, kind of check in on the line on the website and just watch all the coverage flowing from this event. And um, you can – Leave your computer for a little bit, come back, hit refresh, and then just scroll through it all again because we're going to have a ton of coverage uh, from all these fields as it's happening live, which is going to be really, really cool to see. And, uh, yeah, we'll see who we're talking about um, the following week once the event's over. And uh, probably going to be some names that maybe we didn't even mention that really caught our attention there. Um, it'll be exciting to see all these teams um, battle some of the best, you know, get those national matchups, get those Texas programs as well. But, well, that wraps us up for episode 103 of the Five Tool Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and listening. You can follow the podcast at Five Tool Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, follow all of our Five Tool coverage on Twitter, all the regional accounts, uh, the website. I can't tell you enough. Get on there, check it out if you haven't been on there before, especially if you're a player. Uh, go claim your player profile um, and look into our subscription options as well, which a lot of great feedback so far from players, coaches. Um, as we continue to spread the word about the new website there. So go check that out, but make sure you're following all of our coverage there on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram as well. And uh, until we talk to y'all next time, again, cross your fingers for some good weather and take care.